Welcome to Inside the Goal Podcast, where we speak all about football, transfers, scores, and a bunch more. Grab a seat, tune in, and get ready for another episode of Inside the Goal Podcast. And now, you're your host, Mark and Sam. Welcome everyone to Inside the Goal with your hosts, Mark and Sam. We're back! So, it's been a very long time since we've done a podcast. Lockdown? Lockdown. So, we'll be talking there about the most recent transfer news. Chelsea, my beloved club, throwing me through a mild hold of depression with many, many transfers, many, many players, and not a lot done. And we're going through Mark's loving club, Manchester United, who are who are hopefully going to be doing another copper job near the end of the season, we're, we're or good. the end of the window at least. We're flying at the minute, like, so, yeah, so, first off, we're going to talk about Harry Kane. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the interesting story. The one club man with no one club trophies. So, Sam... Oh, sorry, no, they, they won that cup, they won that, that shield, didn't they? That, that <laughs> one that nobody knows. Was Carlin's even scored in that <laughs> final? You know, you know it was bad then. It wasn't an offside at this time, at least. So we're going to, uh, to obviously talk about Kane, but who do you think will be the team they go to? Obviously, Bayern Munich's going coming in. Do you actually think someone else will come in, like United? Bayern Munich at the moment looked the most obvious choice for Kane and looked to be the only club really willing. Plus, with, with Levy and Spurs generally making it clear earlier in the window to teams like myself, our teams like Chelsea, Manchester United, probably even Liverpool and possibly even City at a, a bit of push, have been told bas- along the lines of basically that he will not be sold to another English club, which <laughs> is Spurs' stance. But as, uh, from Spurs' point of view, you can understand that to a degree. But I personally feel, as we already know this itself, Kane would go to City, we already know that. He'd go to United, he'd go to Chelsea, Pochettino with Chelsea, my obviously my club. Um, I think there is an allure there, but as we know, as we know already, Levy won't let him go. So Bayern Munich coming in. I pers- we all know with Kane. He said before he talks about this goal scoring record. He he hypes it down all the time, but we all know he wants to break it. The all time leading with, with Shearer two sixty one. He's on about one sixty one seventy at the moment, so he's not uh, far uh, off. Well, apparently appar- with Munich, it's being agreed with uh, four hundred grand a week. He's going so a long, long plot of money with a hundred million euro. Hundred is hundred million euros the transfer fee at the moment. No, it's hundred yeah. million pounds. Sorry, I think sorry. it's a hundred and something million. So with that being said, I think Munich won him. As we already know that Spurs are willing to do the deal now with Munich. Now that they've got the ridiculous fee. I think Kane. Will be tempted to go, but I also think I think he'll stay personally. Yeah, I, know I, that, I, know, I know that's a controversial decision, and if you're ambitious as Kane, he could even go for a year. Yeah, that's why I, I was thinking he could go to Munich for a year, and maybe if it's United or something, then United come in with a ridiculous yeah. amount. Or you know what United's like? Get have money from underneath the carpet again, Anthony Job. Mm, um, very true. They could uh, get Kane next summer. But from Kane's point of view, of him wanting to stay in England and more likely of winning a trophy, I yeah. think he'll probably run the contract down for the year go. and then go to probably, as, as we've said, Anywhere. United, Chelsea, Liverpool at a push maybe possibly. If you, if I, I, I just don't think he would suit a Liverpool, to be honest, the style. I think he would suit, he would suit an Arsenal. And Arsenal would suit him. He would well. suit Arsenal. He would suit 
Chelsea, United. Uh, it, but it, City, it'd be hard because of Harlan. He's a perfect match for City, which is why they wanted him last year. But with Erlen Harlan, he, he's, he's as we know, with, obviously, he's not human. Very true. But we also we also know with Rayola clans, God, now that obviously he has unfortunately passed on, with his clans and his agency, with, with the still logic, he'll be at City for three or four years and he'll go more than likely Real Madrid, Barcelona. They don't stay in the same place sort of thing unless that has changed with the new agency, which is the same sort of logic of his agency. But Harlan will be there. So I think he probably goes United, Chelsea or Liverpool next season more than like unless Arsenal make a genuine push for him but I've been talking about this for like how long about two years now that Kane wanted to go to United mm. and it's still true but it just seems to be that they don't want to sell as you said to English clubs so it's the, same the, thing the, with the logic will be for him to yeah. go abroad then the, they will bring it through but that's it on the, what we thought about the Kane but with that, with being with said with Kane, as 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 Mark just said, it's the same thing years ago with Chelsea and Modric. We offered nearly fifty million for Modric. Madrid came in with forty, and they gave him to Madrid because they didn't want to sell to a London rival or an English club in general. Same with the Bale scenario with United and Chelsea years ago. They didn't want to do it. But as my friend has just said, and our loving Patton, Mister Mark himself. United fan, carpet man as I have now called him because his club are a fan of carpet jobs near the end of the window. Yeah. That's the Kane story as we know of yet. So Mark, what would you like to move on to next? What, well, um, I want to actually well, uh, let you do your rant here because I know you, you've been uh, talking to me for days here about this here, a certain someone. And do, do you want to uh, continue with the rant on our beloved uh, podcast and see how you get on? Come oh, on, oh, you, you are want... You, are you on about Mr. Moises Casino? Yep, go on. You rant about it and tell us about your Chelsea news. What is the rant? Because I know there's two rants in this here. There's the Casino and there's the striker situation. Well, apparently you just don't want to sell the Kaku to Juventus now. With the Chelsea situation, if we go for a timeline of Chelsea's summer business, it would throw you, as I've said, into a spiral of depression. If we go from back to front, I could genuinely go back to front, but we'll go there. We wanted originally with Kepa, Reese and Balaga. Obviously, we sold Edward Mendy to Saudi Arabia under lubious circumstances. I would never have got rid of him personally. Better than Kepa, like so. Uh, exactly. Mendy, as, as we all know, was a confidence player. He needed... If he had a... Much the same as even Martial United, I would recommend the two. He needs that arm around the shoulder. But as we all know, when he came in, he got nearly got he got go, voted nearly voted goalkeeper of the year. Only got beat out by Noya at the time. So overall, he's an absolute amazing player for us. Obviously, contract things didn't work out, and I, as I said, I would have kept him over Kepa, even though the age difference is about four years. Overall, as I said, I would have kept him. But moving on, we've decided, we went with Kepa, and the idea from all accounts was to move Kepa on at a reasonable price, between 40 and 50 million. How we thought we'd get 40 or 50 million for him, I'll never know. Um, because as, as we all know, we bought him for about 75, two days before the season opener against Huddersfield because Courtois decided to leave, I say leave, but walked out quite dramatically. And we, we, were, we were desperate and we went for him and it has not turned out as, as most of us would have hoped. Obviously, he came in last season after Mendy dropped his form and did overall very well for us. And he's been a good servant. He's never complained other from the Carabao Cup final. <laughs> and he decided to kind of, sorry, wanted to kill him with a cigar on the side. But anyway, moving on. Um, we wanted to go with, get rid of Kepa at a reasonable price and go for Adriel Nana. 
But Pochettino wanted to give him a bit of time. Obviously, the interest in Kepa wasn't as there at the price we wanted. So Pochettino wanted to give him a bit of time and see what kind of what, he, what we had with him. Obviously, in that time, uh, Manchester United, as Chelsea do, dropped the, as we dropped the ball and decided that they wanted him. And Ten Hag, yep. as we all know with Ten Hag this summer, even though the board is the terrible. He's, he's the master. He's the, but the board, as we know, is terrible. All these players that you wouldn't usually try and go in for, as Mark knows, as a United fan, and we all know, are coming because Ten Hag is there. He, he, he has. He, he's basically uh, given open heart surgery to the club. He's basically like De Gea. He's told Maguire out. Mm-hmm. Basically out you get. Then uh, McTominay is like, you know yourself. He doesn't want yeah. McTominay. He just he's just going to show Fred. He's agreed to go yeah. as well. The Galatasaray, right, right, isn't it? Right, uh, uh, Finabachi. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. With the, as I said, but with the Kepa thing. I we now we wanted to get rid of him as I said. Then we wanted to keep him, and then we wanted to get rid of him again. <laughs> After we realized Pochettino kind of realized we, he may or may not be up to it, and now he says he's quite happy with him. We have signed Robert Sanchez, who I have mixed feelings on. The fact he was dropped from Jason for Jason Steele, who's thirty-two years old, got relegated with Sunderland in their worst ever Championship season in history nearly four years ago before someone even came back up to the championship and he is now playing better than Sanchez. I think the fact that Sanchez is that was was put in ahead of De Gea in the Spanish national team is yeah. another thing entirely. His footwork may be good, but he's six foot six. He's nearly seven foot one when he jumps and he he does this thing where he, he jumps up for the ball, he catches it as he his feet land on the ground, he bounces the ball again, <laughs> put, tries to grab it back into his hands and as we all know, he got dropped because the strikers were like, oh, you do that, let's score. So we've signed him for 20, 50, about 20 million plus 5 million in add-ons. We not, with the situation with Kepa now again is, Bayern Munich with the Neuer situation, from all accounts, Neuer's broken foot has been worse than we feared. He might not be back until 2024 at the earliest. Ooh. And so Bayern, and also with Real Madrid Courtois injury as of today, Bayern have offered a year-long loan with an obligation to buy. The obligation to buy hasn't been revealed of how much the, it's reckoned to be anything between 30 and 35 million. Hopefully, with that, as I said, if we're going to get rid of Kepa, I want at least a good replacement lined up. I would personally want the AC Milan number number one goalkeeper, the French international Malaman. Malaman. But the pronunciation, as I said before, is terrible. I can't do it for all. But he's an absolute amazing keeper. Him and Onana are by far two of the best available in the world yeah, now. Onana has obviously now went to United, which I would have preferred. There are, unfortunately, with AC Milan, there are a hundred million reasons on why we will not be going for Malaman. <laughs> but. With that, if the another option that has been rumoured with Kepa going possibly is Kobel from Borussia Dortmund, who again I think is a good keeper. He's young. The problem is again he's a bit like Sanchez, good with his feet. Handling is a bit different. Not, Mark, what would you like to add not, to that? Not, that's the thing. There's not that many. There's not that many fatable good keepers though. That's as the well. problem. Like. Like Onana, as you said, he would have been probably the, the, the preferred top one. choice. Yeah. Like, as the AC Milan keeper there, like you were saying there. A uh, million reasons why we won't be going yeah, for him. Like, he reminds me of, uh, if you remember him, the Brazilian Dida. Dida. He reminds me of him. Like, he, he can have his moments real yeah. good, but he has them moments that he, like, he could be clumsy with the ball. He can make these rash mistakes. As all goalkeepers yeah. do. As Onana, yeah. like his wee chips and all that. Yeah. <laughs> we dig there, but as we all know. He was Onana, excited. He, he was giving a high five that, that time. He's in my guard. was like, oh no, I have to run out. But again, with Kappa, I think he'll probably end up going. But as I said, we need to have a replacement. 
with Kepa moving on from the goalkeeper situation, which I could go on about for another another ten minutes at least, we move into the midfield. Right. As as most Chelsea fans know, we have sold at this rate. We've dropped the wage budget down from four hundred million down to just under two point six million. So we have a bit of wiggle room to move in with. Moises Casado. Oh, the here we have, go. You have to get him. Are we going to hear? Here we go. At, at the next, I I say we're going to hear a here we go in the next seventy two hours. I, I, I think 72 hours. I think behind the scenes could be done about 48. Deal confirmed, 70, what do you say, 72 hours? Perfect. But, but who, who is the deal going to be agreed to? Is it going to be Liverpool or is it going to be Chelsea? My personal opinion to this here is the Liverpool are playing games with Chelsea. They're they're trying to get the, what do you call them? The male lad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get him. And Chelsea wants Casado, so they're playing, hitting it off each other. Again, with that as well, with the Moises Casado deal, we have been at this deal from... Okay, if it forever. It's been, it's <laughs> technically been two months, but it's been three and a half if we actually look into our interest in actual going for him. We have went from 70 million plus 10, 80-ish million plus 5. We're now at a point where we're at 90-ish now with add-ons. From all accounts, Liverpool's bid, as I, as Mark has just said, is more than likely a, a, a bit of a, a smokescreen or a bit to kind of get us thinking and Southampton thinking. A bit like what um, United tried to do with Mount earlier in the window where they said they might go for Casado even though unless they don't know, as we said before, a carpet job they probably weren't yeah. getting. It worked. It kind of worked for United in the end, yeah. but they still got the man. Unfortunately with Chelsea, we haven't figured out that we actually need to sign the paper and get him in <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the thing is as well, we're going... F- I would personally take Romeo Lavia and Casado. They would be very... Casado would obviously partner with Fernandez as the kind of doggy dog player in the midfield. And Enzo would be like that Fabregas type who would pick yeah. the passes. Romeo Lava would be a good understudy to kind of go into the defensive midfield role if we needed to, if we were going to switch to a 4-3-3, which from all accounts Potts wants to move to with a false nine. As well as that, we've obviously, as, as we've discussed, as Mark has already discussed on Inside the Goal before and on our main page, Tyler Adams, we've done the release clause for that today. Yeah, that, that's a brilliant saying. £20 million. Pounds. I've always personally rated the player so before. His, year, his year at Leeds, as we've seen with Brendan Anderson, Brendan Arisons as well, and Mesley, and all these kind of like semi-good players that we all think were quite decent. Leeds last year were a disaster with the American ownership. It was just never going to work. They had Jesse Marsh. Let's be honest, it was never yeah. going to work. But it's a bar. It's a. It's basically a bargain. Like twenty in is a bargain. It's a free hit, nearly. We've got another midfielder that if we don't get what if we don't, as I assume, we probably won't get Lavia, as we talked about. More than likely, just to see what Liverpool will do with it. I think they'll get Levi, Lavia. We'll get Casado. I, as Mark said 72, 48 hours I personally I think as Brighton have already said as of tonight they want this as of I'd today they want this deal done. done tonight or at least an idea of or who he's, who's he's going to as I've already said to Mark jokingly before we went to the gym um, I if Casido if it appears tonight from Romano if here we go when Casido's in a photoshop Liverpool top I might throw myself <laughs> and I, I don't think any Chelsea fan would blame ourselves if we did or at least look up at the sky and go, why, why, Mr. Bowley, why? As Mourinho said before, Mr. B- Mr. Ibanovic, doc, pay it, don't speak, don't speak. Just pay at this point, Bowley. We've tried to get him cheap. I understand why. It's inflated prices are ridiculous. If Rice hadn't went for just over £105 million, yeah. this wouldn't have happened because, as we already know, the prices are ridiculous in this market for midfielders. But as we know, yeah, the market is what it is. You have to pay, and we've sold enough players that we've made, we've made over £175 million from sales. Yeah. We needed to do that anyway with financial for playing everything around that but 
we have the money to do it as well. We'll go into that. That's only that's only the midfield. I haven't even got to the striker. The oh, striker, God. I could. We go into Mark. Would you like to add anything to the Kasuba deal before I move well, on to well, Romelu when, Lukaku? When you're talking about the funds that you made up there, it's it's basically hilarious how you have made up the funds there, like and then financial fair play come in to you and say, "Ah, uh, these are being investigated." What do you think of that? Are you on? Uh, I assume you're talking about the uh, the current possibility yeah. of points deduction yeah. and a fine. That was under the Abramovich era between 2012 and 2018. I my my feelings on this are as I would hope most Chelsea fans are. With the Abramovich era was absolutely amazing, and the fact the how he was pushed out of the club. But I personally think the Premier League wanted to make themselves look good and look like they were doing something. So they wanted to throw a they wanted to make it they wanted to throw a martyr under the, someone under the bus to make themselves look good about everything. With the government as well, again they wanted to make themselves look quite good. So they picked on us because everyone picks on us because we're successful. Yeah, and nobody likes to admit that because they all hate us. <laughs> And but City are loved because of the golden child and whatever, but and then and the Premier League need to look good, and that's their prep, that's their kind of the, 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 the golden good, child, the golden <laughs> child in the class who's the prefect and the teacher's pet, and everyone loves, and even though if they killed someone in the back garden, it'd still be great. There's well with that. I personally think points deduction won't happen. Personally, I think we'll get a fine, we'll pay it, yeah. and the Premier League will go, Oh my lord, we've done something again, we'll just go, they hate us, it doesn't matter. Again with that, what do you think, Mark? You've had this earlier in the season with yourselves, not not the same yeah. scenario, but someone yeah. did a typo when you had yeah, to pay four hundred grand. Yeah, well, well, got the money, <laughs> you just pay it. But oh. but I mean, but I mean, if it had been like, what, what's happened to the city investigating uh, about all these points? One hundred fifteen charges. Many too many. Uh, did uh, Chelsea have were with the financial fair play? They didn't have many, did they? It's about less than thirty, but yeah, more, they, 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 so. But the thing, the thing is with the city charges as well. It's technically one hundred and fifteen, but it's a bit like if you buy the same shirt with a different name. Yeah. A lot of them are, a lot of them are basically the same thing. It's probably less than seventy, but because it's they all technically yeah. are different, that's why it puts it up. As we all know, city will get away with it. There will not be a thing problem. As I said, why would why would the Premier League punish the golden egg and the golden chicken? Do you know I mean they just won the treble? They're being denied the greatest Premier League side of all time. Even though they're the only team in history in the Premier League to get 100 points, Arsenal went unbeaten. Yeah. Right? They, they, they have a golden Premier League. The Manchester United squad in 1999 arguably had some of the best players to ever play in the Premier League. And yeah. they and they done it without having a billion to pound defence. I've heard people say, like, and this might be a, a really touchy uh, comment. I've seen, ever, I've seen Liverpool fans well, and, about to be banned and Chelsea fans say say that United's treble was better than City's. So please leave your comments on what you think of that there. I think that's a fair point because it is. I don't even need to. I, want, I don't want to add anything to that. It is the fact that City won the final because we're going to, as I've talked about before, we're going to go on to my favourite player of all time, the goalkeeper, the second choice goalkeeper for Inter Milan at this point, Romelu Lukaku, who, <laughs> who I will now go into, who, if I went for a timeline of his last two years, you'd think I was making up a comical sketch from Multi Python. You wouldn't believe it because it sounds so stupid. So... Mark, would you like to add anything to your point of Romelu Lukaku before we move on to che- your time with him, before we move on to my unfortunate timeline with him as a Chelsea fan? I thought he, he was decent. He could be lazy. He could be yappy. He could have his moments. Just 
hit and turn, score a wonderful goal. Then he go in this big, uh, this big spell that can't even hit the bloody target. So that's my t- thoughts on him. And he doesn't know what team he wants. He actually loves because one minute he's kissing the Everton badge. Next minute he's kissing Chelsea. Next United. Next Inter. Who's he going to be kissing next? Chelsea again? No, not be Chelsea again. He'd be going. So, well, could could you see him? Honestly, could you see him in a Chelsea top next season? Romelu Lukaku in a Chelsea top again. Thankfully, the board and Pochettino have had some sense and haven't even given him a number. So, if he's in a shirt, hopefully he'll just be in the stadium. <laughs> hopefully, tied to a pole somewhere. But no, with Romelu Lukaku, well, that's a joke. Well, I, 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 I've always liked Romelu Lukaku. That's the problem with this for me originally. He went for he was out of, as we know we got him from a Belgium side we got him from I believe it was Genk in Belgium he came over he came, went back and loaned to them for a season he came to us he came, he went he went to West Brom for a season and scored twenty odd goals he scored three or four goals in Sir Alex's last game at West Brom five all draw one of the most promical comical Premier League games you'll see but a amazing way to go out for the master of football and management but then he came back to us done okay then he went back on loan to Everton. And he done semi okay again, but then he came back to us under Marina. He came back for us for the preseason into the into the the, the uh, Super Cup final against Bayern Munich when we won the Champions League that first time in 2012. He came back in against that, and he we went. We should have won the game. They scored in the hundred. We it was the hundred and thirty thirty first minute, and they scored in the hundred and thirty third when they were only a minute added on because do you mean the bar the he had to give they had to give the Germans something. Sorry, no, actually it was Real Madrid. Apologies. And you had to get no, it was it was Bayern Munich, it was Bayern because we won. You know, it was 2014-15 because it was the Europa League. And Mourinho's first season back before he won the league the year after, and we should have won it. And the ref was obviously biased, which was confirmed a year later. But anyway, and he the, he took the fifth and deciding penalty for us to get into the sudden death, and he missed it. And two days later, he was shifted out to Everton for about thirty million ish. He was obviously there for a few years. Then he went to United, and as Marcus already said, he has this thing with kissing badges. Nearly like a good player without the, all the sneakiness <laughs> behind it. He likes to kiss all these things and doesn't really know what he wants at the end. So he went he, he went, to, he went to United, then he went to Inter under Antonio Conte. Scored 20-plus goals both seasons, won Serie A. Their first Scudetto in over 11 years. And it was absolutely amazing. He was great. We then paid, We then went back and went. But he always talked about in that time he has unfinished business in the Premier League. I hoped it would be for United, but they weren't that stupid again. So he came yeah. to us for £100 million. <laughs> and then he scored the first game. We won. The first game was a two 0 win over Arsenal, and he scored the second goal. Should have scored another goal. Leno made an amazing save, and it looked rosy. Then two months later, an interview came out that was done a month before that he wanted to go back home and he missed Inter Milan and he wanted to go back home to Italy. Yada 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 yada. And it was crap for six months. Then the boat. Then the whole Bramovich thing happened. Then he scored three or four goals near the end of the season. And he went back on loan to Inter. And he was then crap for a year. All the injuries done nothing. He then went back on loan again. For another year, done crap, did nothing. State put two, clear two balls off the line for Sint City in the in the Champions League final. Yeah, as we know. that was ridiculous. It, 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 and as I said before, that final with uh, just a breach on that point again, just a bit more detail about it. City, as I said, they're the golden child of the Premier League, but City should not. It's made out that they won that final quite convincingly. If Romelu Lukaku wasn't on the pitch, Inter would have won that final two one. They'd more than yeah. enough chances to win it. And it, they just had poor finishing and they had Romelu Lukaku, so what do you expect? With again, then he came back, then, now he's back at us. He hasn't been given the squad number. He, he, in this time, he wanted to go back to Inter. Negotiation privately, he wanted to go back to Inter, as we already know that. They offered money. 
But when he was talking to the Inter and they negotiated a deal, I think it was like 30 million quid, and we said no earlier in the window, he was also privately negotiating with Juventus, who had recently, whose fans earlier in the season who had recently slurred him. That season, before the Champions League final, they'd recently slurred him. They'd give him ridiculous, absolutely disgraceful monkey chant at him, which yeah. has no place in football. It's absolutely ridiculous. No. And they, the fan, they're, whatever Juventus fans' logic is, I love the club, but obviously the fans are a bit simple. Um, or a bit narrow-minded, we're putting it very politely. They didn't want him. And he has agreed privately with them, as we all know now, a three-year deal with them. Juventus don't have the money, as we all know. Italian clubs are a bit broke, other from AC Milan and Sultanali, and got basically bought nine players with them. They wanted to, they wanted to, they wanted to give us 30 million, and then, and Lukaku, and Lukaku, and they wanted to give us Vlahovic, who I, I like Vlahovic. Yeah. I like Denon Vlahovic. I think he's a great player. We, over the last day or so, have decided that we're not going to do that deal because the uh, conditions that Juventus want are ridiculous. It's basically like us. You give me 20 quid, and they, then you want us to give you 50. It doesn't make sense. Even though Vahalovic is a good player, it doesn't fit the system we're trying to play. Even though, as I said, I would have took him as a body, because it looks like at this point, with the Nkunku injury out for three months, him and Jackson to, to January may have done it, but we obviously need to do something between now and the end of the window, which I hopefully will we do. But now we're now Lukaku's back to square one again because Juventus want him. And as well, the other night, you've seen yourself, Mark. The, you've seen, we've all seen the photos by this stage. Juventus fans, after the game, in a friendly game, they ran onto the pitch and protested. They said, yeah. they said the quotes have come out, if you translate it to English, along the lines of, we do not want into Milan's second-choice goalkeeper, Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> that was from the second block yeah. on the line against the City in the final. He's, he, he has a career in goalkeeping if he wants to try it. So, again, I think, per, as I said before, it's hard with him because I like Lukaku, but he's, his career... Is someone is giving him terrible decisions or terrible advice because he had to leave Inter, as I said, to go back to Chelsea, mainly because of their financial interests, which is why Conte left them as well and a few other players. Obviously, they've kept a few majority. But the problem is, again, if you're going to go back to Chelsea, which he did, why do the interview two months before? No, no. And then he's just... Even if, if that was bad enough, but since then, as I've already just touched on, the someone is giving him terrible advice. I don't know if it's agent, if it's someone, if it's a family member, or it's people close to him, but he is being given terrible advice and it's making him look like um, an Muppet, idiot. An yeah. idiot. An idiot, yeah. honestly. And with his current negotiation to Juventus, as I said before, their fans are narrow minded, small people, yeah. and they're terribly horrible. With I not that's not all Juventus fans. I'd like to make that clear with this. It's not all Juventus fans. Some of them are absolutely amazing. Sorry, but, there's any Juventus fans here. But the people, the people that do racially slur should not be involved in football. It's absolutely Definitely ridiculous. Not. Doesn't matter where you're from, color, race, religion, sexual. It doesn't matter. Football is an open game. It's an open game to anybody. It's a beautiful game as we all try and describe yeah. it. But but it could be an ugly game as well when some people just try and wreck it yeah. for everyone else. Some abuse and ban a banter is some good. Rounding up Devon fans is absolutely fine. But racially slur someone. But as I said before, his, I don't know what he's going to do. We want to sell. He's going to leave us at the before the end of this window. He's going to leave. Juventus don't have the money. He's agreed to deal with Juventus privately, as we all know. But we do, we, we, he has no real way out because they don't have the money, as, Inter, as we know for Inter for the last two years. They wanted him, but they just... 
we've had to pay a majority of his wages because the Italian clubs don't have the money. The only real offer on the table right now for Romelu Lukaku is from the Gerrards team, who yeah. Fabinho, who he went to. They're that they're their money on the table. They've got I think they've got fifty million on the table currently to us. And we are willing we're we're considering that, but he doesn't want to go there and obviously you need to kind of vary the points of the player as well with that. So it's a saga which will probably run on for to the end of this window because for his own career he needs to leave because he's not going to play again. But there were photos the other day of him at home at the training ground with young fans and I see that as a good thing. If he came back in the team it would be an, it would be an admitment from the club and a defeat in itself that we couldn't get rid of him yeah. or he wouldn't leave. What do you think of all this, Mark? You, as I said before, it's the timeline of his decisions uh, are, like, are concerning for himself. Like injuries haven't really helped him either. Exactly. That, that's the thing. Like, like from when he came on the Champions League final, he wasn't long back from no, a few injuries. He was on. He was on. He was only back about two weeks from his last injury. As I said, his last two years of Inter, the loan deals from Chelsea have been very, have been injury ridden. And as I said before, when he's been good, he's been okay. But he hasn't been what he was before. But he never was going to be that with the injuries that sustained. But. but then- but then you can't you can't use that as an excuse because he's used that his whole career near enough, like injuries. Obviously the injuries have been there, but yeah. I mean, like he went alone basically to Inter Milan, and the whole this all started over with him saying like he never he could never finished what he started. Mm-hmm. Then, as, as we said before already, he wanted to go home. Yeah, and he went home, and he was. Um... But he didn't know which home what is home because one minute Chelsea was his home, then. Inter was his home, then... And now Juventus, Juventus, possibly, as yeah. I said before, they don't... It may as well be one in a caravan at this point. That'd be a very good choice. At least he wouldn't, at least he would be way around the place. But anyway, are there any, more, are there any other points you want to discuss? Uh, on, on to the next one is my team. Uh, what about Harry Maguire, Sam? What do you think? Harry Maguire. The deal's been agreed. Do you think... Uh, Seems personal terms isn't an issue, and the deal is going to be around of thir- I think it's 30, 30 to 35 million. million. Like, but he's going to be taking a big pay cut. I think he's going to be getting a hundred grand a week, isn't it? I as well today, we reported from um, from Romano and from uh, one of the more better channels that I yeah. watch, and someone who I really respect, Mark Goldbridge in the United Stand, who does yeah, a lot of brilliant. Shout out Mark Goldbridge, yeah. He does a lot of things like this, and they talked about as well about possibility of the club possibly having to pay him out a quite a few bit of money. To, but where, but the fee would still go through, but they would pay him adjust to adjust that fee with it. Yeah. But as well, again, I just think with Maguire, Maguire is not a bad centre back. He has just not worked at Manchester United. Doesn't he may- suit. He doesn't. He's never suited the system. He's never suited. Oh, even under Solskjaer, he never really suited it. With the Solskjaer system, as Mark just said, it worked at times. When when Solskjaer played five at the back, Wambasaka and Luke Shaw played cut inside. So if the ball went over the top to cover the centre backs, it worked out to a degree. But as we know before, as we watched in Leipzig and the Champions League group stage, where United needed to win to get through, and they lost three two. The cutting in from Wambasaka and from Shaw messed everything up to a degree because yeah. it left the wings open and it didn't work out. Harry Maguire, as I said, for England he works out because they play a deep line with John Stones. He can kind of play about 
cut, they keep a deep line and they play two defensive midfielders and it works out for them. Yeah. When he played for Hull, it worked out again. Even then, Maguire would run up the pitch. You could see him. There was a game I remember watching Hull Liverpool with the year they got relegated under Silver before he went to the end of the year before he went to Leicester. He there was a, he went on a run from centre back to nearly eighteen yard line. He was he was and he, then he looked quite good, like quite substantial. He went to Leicester and he'd done really well at Leicester. The money you paid for him was too much. We all know that. You could have got him the year before under Mourinho when he wanted Artevald and Maguire. You could have got him for fifty million. They said no. They went back the next year for eighty. It just he's a he's a good player, but as we said, it just it wasn't it wasn't the right time with the right system. He, yeah. He, I think West Ham, as we all know so far, any West Ham fans watching, business for you this summer has been quite low to none. You're possibly going to be losing Bequetta as well to City, but that's not confirmed yet. But apparently, they, need, they say they will only listen if it's a crazy thing, but not to say that that will accept. They will accept that. Bequetta, that's the thing. Luis Bequetta is an absolute amazing player. He played for AC Milan. He played for Lyon. He's an absolute baller, in my opinion. For City to get to, to get him, it would be an absolute great deal. West, but he's he's West Ham's creator in the midfield. It was him and Rice. Rice would do the holding, even though as as we all know, Rice can attack quite well. With Paqueta, he would he would pick the pass. He was the one who played the pass for the. He was the one who played the pass the ball in the final. Even yeah. arguably, it was their defensive line. Florentino was very much debatable, but he played the pass, and it's just. West Ham, they've signed Ward Prowse all but just, so that's that's a possibility if they do lose Paqueta, Ward Prowse is there to kind of do that role, but he wouldn't be the quality of Paqueta. As well with that, I think Harry Maguire at West Ham, if he's willing to do that deal for himself and his family, will work out very well, very but well. it works out with them. Yeah, it'll work very well there. As well as Scott McTominay possibly as well. I, I honestly think he's going to stay, because Fred's gone, mm. basically he's confirmed. Yeah, so he'll have to stay unless we get another midfielder in. Possibly. I know you've been looking at a few midfielders, but of Amrabat as well. Did you hear today, Mark, as well? Yeah. The Amrabat news is more. It's it's, uh, it's more from the Italian side. Yeah, it's Italian. As we all know, we all know what as football fans, Portuguese. But then, but then the Italian side would be more close to it. Like I know that there, but then there's no no real reports from the English side, which that's the thing. That's what we were just saying. As you as you know, you're fan, used you're used to hearing about the Manchester even news that they mm-hmm. report stuff, but. They've been very quiet this summer. As a United fan yourself, of the Gaetan thing for years, yeah. Portuguese reports linked with him every year. Yeah. Italian reports linked with him a link with Savage for about five yeah. years, even though you were only interested in yeah. for one. They, they, uh, Italian Portuguese, uh, Portuguese reports, you know yourself, it's a bit like job for the boys. Nearly yeah. they, they kind of, you scratch your back, I'll scratch mine. I'll link you with him, I'll link you with him. Do you know what I mean? They work out with each other, but at the same time, it makes it, it, makes it very hard to believe which is hard for everyone else around us. We kind of just wait for either Romano, Di Marzio, who's obviously dropped in the last few years, but still a very good journalist, and more the more respectable English journalists as well, or not even English press, just the English press in general, because, as we all know, Italian reports can be very, very, very iffy. So, uh, so I think, personally, with McTominay, he will yeah. end up staying, mainly due to cover. I think you'll get Amrabat, and you will... I think, as I said, Donny and Fred both go, as we know Fred's going. I think he'll just stay mainly for the cover, even though I think Ten Hag, if he had his personal option, he would get rid of would, him. Would get him out. Uh, so I think United will have a few more. I think they will get an. I think they'll get a defender if they get rid of Maguire. They're looking at the Nice uh, centre back. Uh, what's his name? 
Taliban. Yeah, they're looking at him. Which As well, Pavard. Yeah, that's fair. Which I would like the nice one. I think it'd be very good. Very young, he's young player. as well. As, as I said, it's, it depends as well what Ten Hag's thinking yeah. is. Because if he goes for Benjamin Pavard, 26, 27, ready-made centre, and yeah. he, can, he can play right back, but from all accounts, he said about 18 months ago himself, he wants to play centre back. They, but then that could that could say, like, the Ferran, like, I know Ferran's got a, getting a few injuries mm. here and then, but I think he's saying the Ferran, like, there's no space basically I think Varane will always play unless it gets to a point injury wise where today I think this even now with Pavard or Talia oh if you do get him there is another guy from Baron Leverkusen but I just can't remember his name he's a very he's much the same age much the same age and type of Talia he as I said before it depends as I just said depends what Ten Hag wants to do if Ten Hag if Ten Hag is going to go for this in the next two year year and a half two years Pavard looks more logical because already ready made player right back centre back don't need to buy a right back anymore because Pavard can do it your centre back is sorted as well because when Maguire goes you've got someone who can just slot in there left centre back you don't need because Lindelof can do it as well as Luke Shaw was arguably your your centre uh-huh. your second best centre back last season left uh, left centre back uh, and I've heard Martinez. I've heard people talking about um, Wan-Bissaka going to centre back I, I don't he's really good one on one winning the ball but like a centre back would be a different situation because pace I know we can match the pace mm. but if he goes in uh, Leish in one of them you know them uh big yeah. tackles then he could you know yeah I know what you mean. I'm going to say something personally from a, I'm a, obviously I'm a Chelsea fan so I'm I'm quite I'm quite biased with Rhys James Wan-Bissaka in my opinion is the best one-on-one defender right back in the Premier League by a mile by a country mile yeah. Rhys James is up there Kyle Walker's good obviously Walker's pace was failing him in the end Van Dijk uh, is still very good, but from a right back point of view on that side, Wan Bissaka from a last ditch defensive point of view, no one's getting past. No him. one gets past him. And if they do get past him, they're not keeping the ball as well. <laughs> Even as we already know, remember that game last season, Mark, I believe it was, it was Arsenal. The uh, Saka got past him. I say, I still got the ball yeah, back. Yeah. So Wan as a neutral watching him, it's absolutely phenomenal for his recovery on it, how good he is one on one. But as we talked about before, him as a centre back, as Marks just mentioned, no. it, his pace would work, his tackling would work. But he, Wambasaka goes to ground very, very early, very easily. But on a, on a right back, as a right back, he can get away with that because obviously they're, they're trying to cut in or go on the outside. It works out. As a centre back, we all know that how that's going to work. Well, any one genuinely decent with pace can, if he, if he if he goes to ground, do you know I mean one pass? But it then opens it up. So but, I personally think if Wam, I think Wam, if, in a worst case scenario, he could probably do it. He stepped up, but he stepped up his game uh, last season. Like last season before, wasn't it? It was like he was nowhere to be seen on. Like he wasn't getting picked. He wasn't last, nothing. Uh, season, then Delo got injured. Then Delo became your starting right back yeah. up until he played every game up until the World, give or take the cup games, to the World Cup just this last year there. And, and then he, obviously with the World Cup of Portugal. You know, we all know what happened with that. That was the, the, why that was in Qatar. We'll never know. It was financial. It was financial, and players got absolutely destroyed at it. Which, what you expect? And the lowest form dropped off because yeah. it was to be expected. He played nearly. He played every nearly every game for Portugal. 
and it was just he was just always oh, always going to drop off. So Wambasak, as well as something about Wambasaka again, I'd like to just talk about the man's recovery, not in pace, not in the football itself, but the man's recovery from a man who was gone in that summer. Got himself back and got himself back in mainly as I just said, but mainly due to low and kind of the United were going to sign right back in January. Let's be entirely honest. I think it would have been uh, Dumfries. It would have been Denzel Dumfries, but it's again thirty odd million. Yeah, yeah. barely spent. Two million in that window. <laughs> they, they, they went for the mighty well. But no, I think the way he's got himself back in is amazing. I think Wambasaka Delo, Luke Shaw, Malasir, the back for the back. Obviously, the two centre backs will obviously be Martinez and Varane. But if you have Victor Lindelof as the and Pavard there. Yeah. Or uh, Taliebo or the Baron Leverkusen centre back. You've got an, a, a very solid defence. And as well, if Martinez, if, if worse came to worse, and Martinez and Taliebo both got injured, Luke Shaw can just slot in there in that left centre centre position because it was him and Varane when City lost their first game last season 2 1 yeah. at Old Trafford. But <clears throat> and to another player, I think if someone comes in with, I would say, 40 to 55 million, I think. Ten Hag will listen to offers for Sancho. I think. I I think he. I think Dortmund. He he would like to go back to Dortmund. I think. I think that just the Premier League hasn't suited him at the moment. He has a few moments that he's you know, a bit of magic. You know, a bit of skill. Him and Wamasaka remember out there uh, step overs one to each other around the. I think who what what team was it? I think it may be Liverpool. Yeah, was. Liverpool yeah, last season too, it was it? was them moments, but it doesn't really worked out. But uh, I think he'll go back to Dortmund. That's my honest opinion on him. On to the next bit is. I would just like to make one point. Right, I would like to make one point, Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho, as we all know, is an absolutely phenomenal player. I do believe a bit like Mendy, as I talked about earlier, and as I mentioned, Martial. He's very much a confidence player. Yeah. Obviously, I th- as we all know, we we went through something last year. During near the end, near the middle yeah. of the World Cup, just into through to January, into February, before he just came back and kind of started to kind of regain some we, form. He he went for. We don't know what it is. We'll probably never we, find out. If we we do, guess be, what it is. It'll, it'll be more. It'll be mental. Health. Mental health. It'll be something to do with his mental health, which is something that's not to be not to be mocked, not to be. We don't know what it is. So I'll not spend any time trying to suspect what it could be. But Sancho, he came back. He recovered himself, and he done okay near the end of last season. I think personally, Ten Hag at this point with him is willing to give him another season. We all know he's going to play this season. Again, as Mark's just mentioned, if I think the board want to keep him as well, mainly due to the embarrassment of it all, of paying that much money just to sell him two years later. But Ten Hag has no guilt for that because he did. It's not his player. He didn't no, buy he didn't him. If he does, if it doesn't suit his system, you have to be ruthless. Ten Hag has been ruthless with Ronaldo, with De Gea, yeah. now with Maguire. If it doesn't suit his system, he in. has to be allowed to change it. But I think he's going to give him another year. And if we get to this point next summer. Not the mental health stuff again, but just his form hasn't recovered. He's not doing as well as it will be hoped. I think next season, Sancho will probably end up going back, as we said, more than likely to Dortmund, for probably between 50 and 55 million. And it will just be put down to one of those moments where it just didn't work out. Under Ollie, I th- as we all know again, under Ollie, it, it all kind of went wrong in every aspect for most players, give or take. Yeah. If Ten Hag had been there, when he, if Ten Hag had bought him, and if Ranić had worked out, not with Ranić, sorry. If it worked out, if Ten Hag had bought him, I think at the time he did under Solskjaer, if he switched the positions of that aspect, I think 
as well have Donny van der Beek, it would have been very, very, very different. Because Solskjaer ruined that player, van der Beek. He bought him. Uh, well, uh, when I say he bought him, he was offered him because Gre Villa stayed up. And Villa were going to sell Grealish for between 40 and 45 million. They stayed up on the last game of the season and decided that they then won 75. You can't blame them. He was their best player. He's the reason they stayed up. So Ollie was like, then United were like, we can't get him, Ollie. What are you, what, is there anyone else? And you went for Van de Beek. It was more of a charity option at the end yeah. because you couldn't get him. Ollie went, yes, but you know he didn't want him because he didn't play him. For, and Sancho, when you bought him, finally after the two seasons, the two went to Barco, didn't play the first nine games. And it looked again. He didn't know what to do with him. And it, as I said, ruined those two players. So on the final point, before we move on, I think he'll be given this season and we'll come back to this in a year. The only thing I would say again, he ha it has to work for Sancho this year. Yeah, it has, has to, to work. It has to work out for him. So Mark, what would you? What was your next topic you're going to move on to? Uh, the striker... Hoyland, yeah, the United striker. Uh, Rasmus Hoyland. Hoyland. What do you think? What do you think? I think, well, I've watched him. I, I, I'm not going to be one of these United fans that oh, I've watched him. I've seen all the goals. I've seen the tricks and all. He can score all the games. I admit it. I haven't seen much of him. I've only watched small clips of him from YouTube, which, very good. But will that work in the Premier League? Rasmus Hoyland, as we as, as we, we say, Hoyland. Um, I I've as Marks just said, I'm much the same as himself as is not my knowledge of Rasmus Hoyland. Hoyland, we'll just go on Rasmus because I can't do this Hoyland every time. Yeah. Um, we'll just call him Rasmus. But Rasmus, as I've said before, is a very good player. As Marks just said, I know not not much of him again. I've kind of looked into him since. I well, my my knowledge of Rasmus before he signed for United genuinely was was FIFA. Yeah, he used to be seventy two rated. I used to buy him every career mode for a road to glory. So he's my main striker for Burnley. We've won the league with him. He's absolutely amazing. He's eighty four rated. I'd recommend him. But in a serious scenario, he is. He's a very. He's it's a he's a weird striker to a degree when you think about it because he's more of a winger nearly. When he play, but he plays that he can play across the front three. But he's he obviously is a striker. But he obviously he can play across that front three. But he's, he he works in a winger to a degree with the runs he makes and yeah. kind of the intelligence of his passes. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be a striker that's gonna come in and score thirty goals in the first season. The to, too much I, pressure exactly as well. He's a, he's a young kid in his breakout season at Atlanta, and he's got arguably his his dream move and. It's nearly what you would have said with Darwin Nunez last season with Liverpool. Another year at Benfica would have suited him perfectly. Would another yeah. year develop, get it into sort of thing. You might Rasmus might do the same this yeah. season. He might be mixed, and it might it might it might go badly in certain aspects. But he's a twenty two a twenty one year old kid. What do you expect him to be like? He's went for seventy odd million. That's not his fault. He didn't do that transfer fee. Yeah. What do you expect him to do? As well with that, I just think give him time. United obviously wanted Kane earlier in the window and Osman, but that didn't work out as we know. Give him time, work out with it, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, so all that there, like I think he, I think I can't say he's going to work out, but he, uh, I think he could do so, something special. But I got another uh, topic is David de Gea. The last, this is the last topic we're going to talk about, which this is a touching one, like. What do you think, Real Madrid? Hmm. They've been in contact. As long as he doesn't have a bad fatch machine. Yeah. Uh, it should hopefully <laughs> work out for him. I think it would quite poetically leaves Manchester United to go arguably the, one of the biggest clubs in the world 
commercially to replace Courtois. I think it might be a problem overall because Courtois will be back at some point in the next four to five months. But yeah. I like I like the Real Madrid's backup goalkeeper as a Ukrainian, Andrin Ludin. Ludin. Yeah. I re- I've always rated him, but he's probably not ready for the step that the no. Madrid would need to take if they're going to challenge Barcelona for this for the La Liga and win the Champions League again. I think it would make sense, but they've also been linked with, again, they've also been linked with Kepa, but for, as I've talked about already, Bayern Munich looked to have that deal signed, sealed, and delivered, yeah. unless Chelsea, but Chelsea from all accounts, again, sorry, I didn't mention this earlier, would like to have the replacement lined up, more than likely Koble, but I've already given my opinions on him. Yeah. So I think, I think De Gea probably will go there, personally, yeah. but they've also been, he's also he's been linked with Bayern, Bayern Munich, Munich yeah. but as I said before, the whole, I think Bayern would prefer Kepa, but what do you think on this, Mark? Obviously, with Onana going to United, it worked out. United need to move on into a more of a ball-playing goalkeeper with a Ten Hag style. I really I, thought that they may, he maybe would have got like a testimonial match. I thought you know, maybe he could have done something like show a bit of respect. But obviously Ten Hag is trying to be from, uh, open heart surgery, basically, as I'm calling as it. As Ryan, as Ryan, yeah. So... I think he will maybe end up Real Madrid. I think it might be his last team, or yeah, I may, he might have one more after it. He might go to Saudi Arabia after maybe, or MLS. I don't know. He he hasn't really been getting much injuries to end it, end the uh, the stop his career. So yeah, he's, not, he's, he's getting his slight injuries to a degree, but he hasn't had that Noya injury, yeah. which I think, which unfortunately probably overall, as reports are to be believed, will probably end up doing Noya in overall injury wise in his career. But I think as well, United. Not even I don't. I, he should have had a testimonial. He should have been shown more respect near the end. Maybe it might be done. Like it might something. be done at some point over the next year or two, maybe possibly. But again, oh not the, the, this, they showed him quite a bit of disrespect near the end because it was more of a De Gea, you're out of contract now. We have offered you a new contract, but we are going to retract that because yeah. we now want Onana. But as we all know, if United had been sold. That was going to be an issue. De Gea wouldn't have went. We all know yeah. this. Ten Hag didn't want to move De Gea on this year. He might have want. He wanted to move it on at some point, but it wasn't going to be this soon. It would have been next year. We would have all assumed if United, if the Glazers had sold, you would have got Kane. It would have been quite a, the transfer window for Manchester United would have hold hardly different if this wasn't window. If it yeah. wasn't a Glazers summer, but as we know, under the bridge, can't do anything about it now. Overall. I think he will go to Real Madrid, and I think it's the right move for him. Yeah. But as I said, as I've just said before, and I hope it works out. I hope him. it works out massively for him. But the problem is again is he's Madrid are going to have a problem when Courtois comes back. Courtois will probably come back and be the number one, no problem. But you have a player there on whatever wage they want to pay, and it'll probably be over two hundred grand. I think the hair will give him uh, Courtois run for his money though. Oh, oh Courtois, yeah. the, there will be the the only thing it depends on Angelotti's perspective on it. Yeah. If he wants to play with the stay of the ball, playing goalkeeper uh, in Courtois or move to the hair. I pers I'm the thing with Courtois as a Chelsea fan. The way he exited Chelsea, the reasons why he wanted to go back to Spain were. Completely legitimate. I don't blame him. He he was missed his family. He missed his kids. I I don't blame it. I don't blame him at all. I don't have a problem with that. The way he did it was snakish, and he was an absolute. Yeah. To do it, but like, like a De Maria. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's how he feels. And then obviously that led to Cap, and we've already discussed that. But as well with that, plus De Gea wants to go back to want his family are in Spain. He yeah. hasn't been there in the last few years. Well, he's been there time to time, but he hasn't been there overall, mainly due to obviously playing for Manchester United all this time. I think, I think, I think it happens unless he unless something goes wrong with it. I yeah. think that happens personally, Mark. So, so yeah. So 
a good uh, podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed us here. It was a very long one today. Uh, it was a lot longer than what we were expecting it to be, people. Yeah. We were just out of the gym nearly just over an hour uh, ago. So and we decided to do a quick podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the topics we've discussed. It oh, was... We're going to try and do more of these like weekly or every two weeks or maybe monthly. Depends we'll, how it goes. We'll probably go about these every two weeks. Um actually to be honest with the transfer window currently still open and going up to the 31st of August when it does close we'll probably do this every week obviously I'd like to hope by next week touch wood or at least next, as we talked about well, here, here we be, go whether it be 72, 48, 24 or 10 minutes we hope Casino will be wearing a Chelsea shirt or at least not a Brighton shirt at this stage Lave will more than likely be wearing a Liverpool shirt and we'll probably lose Dan Dilderman on Sunday but uh, again hope you've enjoyed it and make sure you uh, so, uh, like the podcast, leave your comments. And, and anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Leave a comment. Just and anything, just tell us what you think and anything we can improve upon. And then make sure uh, you keep an eye on the website, uh, InsideTheGoalFootball.com. And, yeah. and on Instagram as well. And Instagram, yeah. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed the podcast and we will see, see you, you next, time. next time. Thanks for tuning in to Inside the Goal Podcast. Catch us next time on the same place. Subscribe to keep up to date with our podcasts.